0: So I want you to open your Bibles with me to Genesis chapter 24. Genesis chapter 24. Your Bibles, iPads, iPhones, whatever you got, open them up. Genesis chapter 24, starting in verse 18. Say amen when you get there. Don't get all crazy. It's the first book in the Bible. By looking for Genesis thumbing through, it's the first one. Y'all ready? Genesis chapter 24, verse 18, starting in verse 18. So she said, drink, my Lord. Then she quickly let her pitcher down to her hand and gave him a drink. And when she had finished giving him a drink, listen to this, this is very important. When she had finished giving him a drink, she said, I will draw water for your camels also. Now I want you to catch this part. This is very, very important. She said, I will draw camel, water for your camels also, listen, until they finished drinking. Amen. Do you see that? Do y'all see that? Until they finished drinking. Then she quickly emptied her pitcher into the trough. She ran back to the well to draw water, listen, and drew water for all his camels. I want to show you this principle out of this story right here in Genesis chapter 24. Okay, I want to show you this that will cause you to win and succeed in every area of your life. If you'll just get a hold of this principle, amen. Y'all gotta follow me. You gotta listen to me. I don't care if you wanna be the CEO or you wanna be the janitor. If you get a hold of this principle, you're gonna be the best CEO and you're gonna be the best janitor in the world. Listen, if you wanna walk around the street and be a bum your whole life, if you get a hold of this principle, you'll be the best bum in town. You hear me? I'm just telling you, if you get a hold of this principle right here, I don't care what you do in your life, any area of your life, anything that you do, if you get a hold of this principle right here, it will change you and take you to another level. Amen? Right on. I want you to read Genesis chapter 24. That's my challenge to you. Read Genesis chapter 24. It's a great love story. It's a love story between Isaac and Rebecca. When you read this, you're not going to know that Moses wrote it. You're going to think Daniel Steele wrote it. And everybody's like, who's Daniel Steele? (laughs) Like, y'all don't know nothing about love. All I'll be reading Daniel Steele all the time. This is a great love story between Isaac and Rebecca. Isaac is the most eligible bachelor on the planet. Listen, he's the most eligible bachelor on the planet. He is the son of Abraham. Abraham made a covenant with God. You got to read Genesis chapter 24. Abraham made a covenant with God, and God blessed him exceedingly in silver, in cattle, in gold, in riches, in wealth. Read it. Genesis chapter 24. And beyond that, he had spiritual blessings that were just amazing. Amen? Y'all follow me? Isaac is now in his 20s. Isaac is now in his 20s. Listen, and he's ready to get married. And Abraham, the father, says to his trusted servant, Eleazar, Eliezer. He says, go find Isaac a wife for me. Amen? Because back in those days, they had arranged marriages. (laughs) I'm looking at my daughter's boyfriends because I would have picked them. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Back in those days, listen, guys, they had, they had arranged marriages. You didn't just go meet someone on the internet and get married and just see, we'll see how it works. And listen, if that's you, I'm not judging you. I'm telling you, make sure he's not a weirdo and make sure they're saved. That's all I'm telling you. I'm not judging you. But back then, listen, they had arranged marriages. But he said to his trusted servant, Eleazar, he says, I need you to go find Isaac a wife for me. I need you to go find him a wife. And this is huge in prophecy. Okay, listen to me. This is very huge in prophecy because we know that this son Isaac would produce the 12 tribes of Israel and the 12 tribes of Israel would soon become the children of Israel who would produce the Messiah, Jesus Christ, to come to us. So this is a very, very important choice. Listen, if he chooses the wrong woman, that Bible's null and void because none of the other prophecies would be fulfilled. So he's got, this is a very important decision. You guys following me this morning. <laughs> Happy Labor Day. He says, go find a bride. And if he chooses the wrong one, all the prophecy of the ages can't come true. They all come down to him finding the right woman for this man. If you don't think that was Jesus. <laughs> who was that, Rick? I ain't even got my phone on me. I'm not even telling you how my phone on me. I don't even know what we're doing today. All right, start over. Okay. Hey, welcome to Restoration. Church. Good morning. I've got a great message for y'all today. Now, we got to get moving. We're running out of time. Hey, listen, listen. He said to his trusted servant, Eleazar, go find Isaac a wife. And I'm telling you, all the prophecies throughout the entire Bible are hinged on him finding the right woman. Amen? Because the Messiah is going to come through this woman. Now, don't follow me. You don't understand how important that is. You'll get it. And your Bible says that Eleazar goes out. And I mean, I'm telling you, this is a big old world. Amen? I don't think y'all are with me today. If I ain't been here in a couple weeks. I feel a little disconnected. Listen, it's a big old world. It's a big old world out there. And he's sitting here, he's got to go find the right woman for Isaac. He says, He puts out this fleece. And and how do you find the right woman? How do you find the right one? So he puts out this fleece to God. Pay attention. He puts out a fleece. He says, God, I'm going to sit right here at this well. And he says, I'm going to put a fleece out before you, Lord, because there's a lot of babes out here. They know what's going on. We got the most eligible bachelor. There's a lot of them that would like to be these good looking girls everywhere. They would love to be married to Isaac, this guy, because he's the most eligible bachelor on the planet. Isaac was the heir to everything. He was the guy every young girl wanted. Listen, not just because he was loaded, but he was a man of God, too. And listen, if you're a single woman in here, I'm telling you that right now, you better go for the man of God because the rest of it will be added unto you. He wasn't just loaded. He was a man of God also. So Eleazar says this. He lays this fleece out to God. Amen. And he says, I want you to send the right girl. And all the women gathered around here, they're going to be here and they're going to be coming. They're beautiful. They're pretty. He says, and this ain't going to be based on hips, lips, and hairdos. Come on, somebody. He says, there's going to be a lot of beautiful women trying to get my man Isaac. But this ain't going to be based on hips, lips, and hairdos. I don't care what you look like. This is going to be based on this fleece, God. He says, look at this. In Genesis twenty-four, fourteen. look at this. He says, this is the fleece. Let it be that the young woman to whom I say, please let down your pitcher, that I may drink. And she says this. Drink. And I will also give your camels a drink. Let her be the one who you've appointed for Isaac. Amen? In other words, in other words, he said, the girl that offers me water, amen? He said, the girl that offers me water and my camels also. Now, you got to read Genesis chapter 24. He had 10 of them. He had 10 camels. Listen. You got to read it. He had 10 camels. He said, I'll know that she's the one that you want me to take back and marry Isaac. And she's going to have this great, big, huge kingdom purpose. Amen? Now, what's important about that is there's something in your Bible, and you can look it up. I'm challenging you to look this up. You look it up. I want you to look it up. It's called the Law of Hospitality. Amen. Google it. Look it up. It's called the law of hospitality. It is first mentioned in Genesis 18. Peter talks about it in his first epistle. Jesus even said it. He said, what you've done to the least of these, you've done unto me. There is a thing called the law of hospitality, and there were laws of hospitality that said, listen, if a stranger comes to you, and they're like this to this day in the Middle East, to this day in 2023, but if a stranger comes to you and he has need of water, or he has any need, you will have to offer them what you have. That's called the law of hospitality. Now, here's what's important. Look it up in your Bible. I'm not making this up. This is what's important. If she went beyond what the law required. You've got to catch this. She went beyond what the law required. She went beyond doing what the normal person would do. Come on, somebody. She went beyond the normal person would have just drawn some water out of the well. Come on, y'all. The normal person would have just drawn the water out of the well. They would have walked over to this stranger who had just come out of the desert, who's thirstier than all get out, and she would have given him a drink of water. That was the law of hospitality. But she does something strange. See, as he sits there, he's got this fleece out before God. Listen, he's got this fleece out before God. And she walks over and offers him water, just like any other body would do, just the normal. She did the average. She walked over and said, hello, sir. Would you like a drink of water? But then, everybody say, but then. Without being solicited, without being asked, Without being coaxed, she goes back and she begins to say, Sir, if it's okay with you, I will water your camels also. You missed it. That's a great place for y'all to shout amen. She says, Sir, if it's okay with you, I will water your camels also. She did what was expected. And then some. And then some. You've got to get a hold of this. This principle will change your life and every aspect of your life and everything that you do. If you want to be a bum, go the extra effort and be the best bum there is. If you want to be the CEO, go the extra effort and be the best CEO there. Amen? She did what was expected. And then some. She did what was expected. And then she gave an extra effort. Everybody say extra effort extra effort extra effort she gave an extra effort that was not required there is a spiritual law to this you have got to get a hold of this guys I'm telling you there is a spiritual law to this that if you just do average then you will just get average you're not hearing me if you just do average guess what you're going to get average but look at this, extra, extra effort, see if you hear this one, Ed, brings extra rewards. Huh? I just said something real big right there and it went, pshht. I just said something real big right there and went right over your head. If you want average, then just do average, but extra effort brings extra rewards. Extra effort brings extra rewards. It does. Listen, it's big. See, if you just do what's expected... She could have said, well, I don't know why you think I ought to take care of them old mangy nasty old camels. I ain't doing that. Nasty spitting all up in my face. Taking care of them things. Them things are nasty. You know why? Did you know that they can drink gallons and gallons of water? Listen. And this was what was important when I read that scripture. She, until they had finished drinking, number one, until they had finished... That means until they were not thirsty anymore, number one. And number two, he had 10 of them. They could drink up to 40 gallons of water per camel. That's 400 gallons of water. And they didn't have a water hose, ladies and gentlemen. She had to crank that stinking bucket up and down, up and down, up and down. And you think your job sucks. Up and down. Up and down. Come on, it's Labor Day. I mean, come on, y'all. She's got to drink that thing up and down, up and down. And she watered every one of them camels, and they had just come out of the desert, and their engine light is flashing, babe. I'm telling you, they're thirsty. Amen. Amen? They're thirsty. And then they slurp it up, and then she goes back and does it again, and then she comes back and does it again, and he's just sitting there. He ain't said nothing. He's just watching her. He's just sitting back watching her. He said a word, and then she does it again, and again, and again, up to 400 gallons of water. Amen. And he said back, and he said, God, she's not just doing what's expected. She's doing and then some. That was my fleece I put out to the Lord. Come on, listen. And when you understand that, listen. Rebecca willingly went the second mile. Willingly. Rebecca willingly went the second mile. I mean, she could run her mascara doing this. This is a bachelorette party. I'm looking for a husband. And she willingly went the second mile. She could have run her pantyhose. I don't even know if y'all wear them anymore. Her hair's falling out of the bun, her mascara's running, looking like Tammy Faye Baker all. Crawling down her face and and all this stuff. I'm kidding. Just playing. Listen. She probably looked like a mess. Listen to me. But what I love about this. You got to listen. What I love about this. Come on. Lean in here. Come up. Nope. Lean in here. Now come on. Lean up here. Lean up here. I want you to listen. Every one of them. What I love about this, listen, this is who she was. This is how she did. This is what she was about. This was her character. This is who she was. Rebecca willingly went the second mile. This is who she was. It was inside her. It's the kind of person she was. She said, I don't just do average. I do extra. I go beyond what is expected. I do and then some. I'm telling you, listen. And she's doing it day after day after day because if she's doing it for him, then she's doing it for everybody else. Amen? Do you understand that? This is who she was. If she was doing it for Eleazar, then she was doing it for everybody and she's thinking... Nobody notices my extra effort. Nobody notices me putting in all this extra work. And I'm over here and and nobody's noticing. Nobody sees my and then some. Why am I doing all this? Nobody else does it. It's not my job. It's not on my resume. She could have said this. Why should I have to do it? Why do I got to take care of these nasty old, I got my own stuff to do over here? I ain't going to water these, but she had something about her that so impressed God because we don't labor unto man, we labor unto God, amen, that God had eyes watching her, and she didn't even know it. God had eyes watching her, and I'm telling you, you might think you have a crappy little job, and you're stuck over here in this little corner, and you got to do this, and you should be doing that, and I shouldn't be doing that. I hate this job. This job sucks. And let me tell you something. God's got somebody watching you, and you don't even know it. You don't even know it, I'm telling you. She had no idea. She had no idea. She didn't know those little nasty, mangy camels, those little filthy, offy, ugly, awful, smelly, spitting on you camels. Listen, your Bible says that their saddlebags were full of gold and silver. And rubies and pearls and everything that Abraham owned was in Eliezer's hands. I mean, she had bling, bling, y'all. Diamonds and, and rubies and, and y'all got to read it. You got to read Genesis 24. But she didn't know. Come on. What I'm saying to you is that this applies to me and it applies to you if we just go on our little job and we don't like it and we just do this and, and all this and, and and but let me tell you something when you begin to put in extra effort people notice it when you begin to do a little bit more even when it's not a beautiful thing even when it's a horrible job that i hate even when it is an ugly nasty little mangy camel and and but can i tell you something she has given herself to this job you miss your piece She has given herself to this job. She's given herself to this ugly, nasty, smelly job. I've worked some jobs I hate, and I know y'all have too. Listen, she has given herself to this ugly, nasty, smelly job, and I want to tell you something. There's a principle behind it that God says if you give extra effort, if you do more than what's required, he says, I'm not going to keep you in that place. Amen. You're missing it. If you do average, you're just going to have average. But there is a spiritual law to this that God says if you do extra, if you go the extra mile, He says, I'm not going to keep you here. Listen, I want to tell you something. Voluntarily, of her own free will, amen? Forty gallons of water per camel. I'll carry a five-gallon bucket. I can barely 40 gallons of water per camel. All because she's saying this, I'm not gonna have the attitude, well, it's not my job. Why don't you just And then she just said, I want you to catch something. He did not judge her. Based on her looks. He did not judge her based on her measurements. He did not judge her based on her hairdo. And I'm telling you, single people, single men, if you're in here and you're single, he judged her based on her work ethic. Based on her work standard telling him. He judged her based on her work standard. You want to influence the world? some. You ain't going to influence the world. And, 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 and there's nothing wrong with it. And I'm not knocking it, but you are not going to influence the world walking around handing out tracts. You are not going to change your community influence your community with a bumper sticker on your car. And I know this is a shocker to some of you. I know this might be uh, uh, uh you know like ah, oh, what? You're not going to influence them. There are two words that distinguish a highly successful person from an average person. And those two words are extra effort. Extra effort. You want to be average, be average. But if you want to be distinguished between an average person and a highly successful person, it's going to take extra effort. Amen. You got to get it. Extra effort. Highly successful people do what is expected I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Highly successful people do what is expected. And then some. some. When they don't just cut the grass, but they do something a little bit extra. Come on. When they don't just, when, when when they follow up. When they look after you. When they go the extra mile. When they don't just do what's required. And when you do that, God says, I notice it. I'm telling you, it's a biblical principle from Genesis to Revelations. From Genesis to Revelations, highly successful people in marriage are, then, are and then some people. <laughs> highly successful people in marriage are and then some people. Amen. I'm telling you now, it's not just your part and my part. What if you actually came home and cleaned the house? Huh? What if you did some and then some? How about that? Not all the time. But if you put in just a little bit of extra effort, come on, gentlemen, let me tell you something. Extra effort brings extra rewards. You better, (laughs) y'all don't get it. Y'all don't get it. What a miraculous change that would be. Extra effort marriages. Extra effort marriages in this country. Huh? Six out of ten marriages end up in divorce now in America? Extra effort marriages, wouldn't that be something? It's not how little you can do to get by. That's how we do with God in praise, ain't it? Ain't that what we do? How little church can I go to? How little bit can I raise my hands? How little can I give? How little, how little can I give? But what about the and then some? That's what God looks at. Yes, I will water your camels as well. Thank you for that rousing applause over there. I appreciate it. It's... <laughs> but what about the end, the end son? you know it's one thing to praise the Lord But let me tell you something, it's another thing, when you have that extra effort Monday through Friday, you hear me? It's one thing to praise the Lord, but when you got that extra effort Monday through Friday where you're reading the Bible and you're riding down Main Street with your windows down and you got music blaring and everybody can hear you and you're doing what it says in Ephesians 5, you're speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and, and spiritual songs, that's and then some. That's and then some, I'm telling you. You got to get a hold of this. Be average if you want to. That's it. and then some. Amen. Some of you only want a little casual relationship with Jesus. I'll chill with you for an hour or so on Sunday. Some of you just, well, I'll chill with you for an hour or so on Sunday. Don't worry about it. But you know, I really don't care about you. Rest of the week, you know, Jesus, I love you. I'm in love. Well, I love Jesus. We're in love and all, but I'm going to do my thing, Jesus. You know, you do your thing, you know. But watch what happens. Extra effort. Extra effort. Extra effort. Why don't you fast today and see what happens? Why don't you give God a day and say, you know what? I'm going to read about 25 chapters in this book today, huh? And see what happens. You give him some extra effort, brother. I promise you, you're going to get extra reward. That's how it goes. You do the extra effort and watch what happened. You know, the current workplace philosophy is do the least expected. The current workplace f- philosophy is do the least expected. <clears throat> maximum effort or maximum return for minimum effort. What I'm saying is you a part-time worker want a full-time paycheck. That's what I'm trying to say. Amen. That's our philosophy in America. Time magazine had a cover. It said this. It said, America the inefficient. America the inefficient. Listen to this. For many years, America was known to the world in efficiency and quality and products and all this. But something has happened, and this article right here has claimed this. That, 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 that has claimed that America is losing this important characteristic and now we've become known as America the inefficient. And that's why they said in the same article, listen, it's crazy that when you buy an American car that they build in a cost of 25% to cover for recall defects. So I got to pay 25% more because they won't do the job right. America the inefficient. We've become listen to this, everybody say extra effort. Extra effort. Everybody say extra effort. extra effort. Jesus put it like this in Matthew 5:41. these are the words of Jesus. And whoever compels you to go one mile, what do he say? Oh, what do he say? go with him too. Go the extra mile. Don't just go the one mile that he asked you for. Go the extra mile. Go the second mile. Can I tell you that that's the opposite of shoddy work? That's the opposite of of, of lack of investment? That is the opposite of being lazy? Amen? Extra effort. It's second mile thinking. Come on. It's second mile thinking. Listen to this. I don't just do what they're expecting me to do. I go the second mile. I go further than my competitors. I go further than my competitors. I shock people with the fact that I'll water the camels too. Shock them. Blow them away. Come on, y'all. This is a great witness to Jesus. Hear me? This is a great witness to Jesus Christ. Listen, I tell you, If we had Christians that would live this principle, if we had people that would live this principle, listen, companies would set up tables in the foyers of churches. Companies would set up tables in the lobbies of churches and they would be taking applications and you know the first question they would ask, are you a Christian? Yes, you're a Christian. Okay, good. I want some of them and then some people. I can't work with all these lazy people out here. Come on, y'all. If we had Christians, would not none of y'all be unemployed? I'm telling you, we need to, and then some. Listen, Jesus said this in Matthew 5, 20. Unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Well, what was the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees? They just did enough to get by. They were legalists. They were clock watchers. Oh my gosh, it's 5 o'clock. I'm going to the parking lot. That's what they were. Unless your righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisees, because all they did was enough to get by, that's what that means. You will know. Listen, what if you get there early? What if you stay late? Extra effort. Look at your neighbor and say you need this where you like it or not. Now nah, you got to do it, y'all. did not really do it because I've seen y'all's yard. I've seen y'all's grass. <laughs> I'm kidding. Listen. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, you need this whether you know it or not. Come on, (laughs) y'all. And then some extra effort. Listen to me, Restoration Church. The extra mile. You know, maybe the greatest tool of evangelism, I want you to catch this. Maybe the greatest tool of evangelism to reach this culture, to reach the unchurched in our community, is when they see our and then some work ethic. And they say, wow. You may never reach them, but they see your work ethic and they say, wow, those people were something else. If all Christians operated like this, after they have done what was expected, then they do a little extra. Come on, you're talking about a witness? You're talking about extra effort? You're talking about people looking and seeing that. What a witness for Jesus. Amen. Jesus is telling you, listen, that quoting scriptures on the job and testifying when you're not giving maximum effort is useless. You didn't catch it. One person got that. Jesus is telling you that quoting scripture and testifying on the workplace is useless if you are not giving maximum effort. It is a waste of time. In other words, he said your testimony don't mean squat if you're lazy. Amen. That's what he said. It don't mean squat. Listen, the man did not hire you to preach the gospel. He hired you to do an outstanding job. Amen. But here's the amazing thing about this, is if you do an amazing job, if you work your butt off, and you go the extra mile, guess what? And you wait on the Holy Spirit, that man's going to come to you, and he's going to say, I respect you. You're a hard worker. Man, my kids are off the rails right now. You know, I really don't even know, can you pray to that I don't know that man upstairs, I don't even know his name. But I respect you. And you're, can you can pray for my family. We need some help. You know what? That's how you win a lost culture. Amen. That's how you win a lost culture. Our family's going through it. You know what? When you're the top producer in your field, people don't care what you say. Amen. If you miss the winning shot and lose the game, don't nobody want to hear your secret to success. If you lose the game, nobody wants to hear your secret to success. But listen to me. If you're winning big and giving extra effort, there ain't nothing wrong with standing there saying, yeah, I give all the glory and praise to Jesus Christ. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. You can say what you want to when you're winning. Hallelujah. Can I tell you, they will tolerate you being bold for Jesus Christ, but not if you're lazy. It's a truth. It's a principle here in this Bible. You do what's expected. I'm sorry, you, you're the only one paying attention today. It's a biblical principle. Listen, they will tolerate you. Oh, I think I'm preaching better than y'all letting on this morning. Look at me. Sweating. My butt off up here. Working hard. Oh, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Rebecca says this. She says, I don't have anything to gain from doing this. She had no idea. She said, I don't have anything to gain from doing this. This is just who I am. This is just how I roll. This is just what I do. Amen? She says, I'm going to give you water, and then I'm going to water your camels also. And can I tell you, there's something about going the extra mile. See, I'm waiting on my miracle, and God says, give me a little bit extra effort. I don't know what you're waiting on. I don't know what you're waiting on. But God said, give me just a little bit extra effort. Work with the mangy mess you got over here. Work with what I'm giving you. I know it don't look like much. It's just an old ugly camel. It's spitting on you. It's all old oh, raggedy, sorry job. I hate my job. I got to get up every morning and go do this. And God said, I can't stand. God said, you know what? I want to tell you something. God is watching you. And when you, you never know. God is watching you. Don't shoot your camel. Ride it. It's going to take you somewhere. Amen. Thank you. Don't shoot your camel. Ride it. Ride it. I know your job sucks. I get it. It's going to take you somewhere. Everybody say this for me. Extra efforts. Bring extra blessing. You listen. There's no traffic jam on the extra mile. There's no traffic jam on the extra mile. You hear me? It's like the Autobahn, baby. You can zip through there. You can fly through there. There ain't many cars on the extra mile. You can do whatever you want. But let me tell you something. They're bumper to bumper on the first mile. I got to go to work. And I got to do this. And here we're bumper to bumper. And I guess this is just what I'm going to do. But let me tell you something. When you go the extra mile, my friends, there ain't no traffic jam on the extra mile. When you put just a little bit of effort, hallelujah, marriages don't get divorced because mates are doing extra for each other. Amen. 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 Marriages don't get divorced because mates are doing extra for each other. You know what? You get divorced because you're sitting around thinking it's all about me, 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 and it's my, 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 and I'm the head of my home. Get my drink. Get my food. Get me this. Do this. It's fine me. You know what? I wouldn't be cheating on you if you was a woman you... to be and doing all this and this. this. You know what? There's more to being ahead of your home than having a zipper on your pants. I'm just here to tell you. There's more to being ahead of your home than having a zipper on your pants. You're male by birth, but you are a man by choice. Amen. And a man means responsibility. Man means I do my duty. I take care of my kids. I take care of my family. I do whatever it takes. Amen. It's not how little I can do. And then you wonder why there ain't no sizzle. Alright, I'm move on. <laughs> Let's teach our children to grow up without a just enough attitude. Can we do that? Let's teach our children to grow up without a just enough attitude. Well, I do just enough to get by. I do just enough homework. I'm going to do just enough schoolwork. You know what? Let's teach them that he's El Shaddai, not El Chipo. He's more than enough. Can we do that? Can we teach them that he's El Shaddai? Come on, y'all. Give me an amen on that. I'm almost done. I'm wrapping up. Y'all ready? Here's what I want you to get out of this. Here's what I want you to see. She was not doing it to impress him. It was her lifestyle. It was her lifestyle. Watch this. How many times will God set before you something that's inconvenient, that's smelly, this nasty, this ugly-looking situation? How many times not even knowing? That it was the gateway to the greatest reward of her life. Because we say that's not my job. I'm not doing that. I'm not touching that. That's nasty. I ain't doing that. Not knowing that it is the gateway to the greatest reward of her life. I'll show you this. Look at this right here. Because the guy reaches back after she does it. He's sitting there. She's watering all the camels. The guy's sitting back watching her. Look at this verse right here in 22. That when the camels had finished drinking, that's 400 gallons of water. When the camels had finished drinking, that the man took a golden nose ring. Come on, weighing half a shekel. I'm talking about this thing was like this, y'all. Huh? Come on, took a golden nose ring weighing half a shekel two bracelet Rolex watches up and down her arm, y'all. She had bling, bling coming. She got all this stuff. She didn't have any idea that those nasty old stanky camels was full of all them blessings. And she's got all this stuff. I mean, she's loaded down, coming from them nasty old camels that she's just giving water to. And then she gets on them and rides them to Prince Charming, baby. Come on. And she rides them, and then the real blessings start to flow. And then the real blessings start to flow because now she's riding up and here comes Isaac across the field. Come on, baby, okay? <laughs> Then the real blessings start to flow and it all started because she went the extra mile. Because of those nasty little stanky old camels that she had no idea. All I'm saying to you this morning is the ugliest looking situations. Many times are the gateway to the greatest future. Amen. <laughs> when you do what's expected, Amen. say it again. Amen. And then some. Extra effort. Extra. Stand to your feet this morning. I did it, it's 11.15, I made it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to stand to your feet this morning. You know what? Can we get happy over this little sermon? Come on. Can we give Jesus a round of applause this morning over this little sermon right here? Huh? Everybody say this. Everybody say this. I'm not average. average. I say no to the plateau. I know that's where most people stop. But I'm an and then some person. Come on, y'all. Say it. Listen, say this. I go the extra mile. I will not be average. I will not be normal. I will not settle for mediocre. I am an and then some Christian. Hallelujah. Listen, come on. I'm going to pray and then some. I'm going to read my Bible and then some. I'm going to love my wife or my husband and then some. And when you do that, God will bless your life. Amen. God will bless your life.